Y'all ready? We ready. Showroom, y'all ready? Hello, hello, welcome back to Delicious Tears. I'm your host, The Solution, where we talk about a plethora, myriad, cornucopia of topics for about 15 minutes to an hour sometimes. Almost an hour if I got a co-host, but tonight I'm doing this solo, and um, this one really, really is uh, one that I need to get out there while the momentum and the energy is going and it's trending because when i recorded this um it was actually motivated by a TikTok video i was sent and an instagram video i was sent um via a couple of people i know and said hey have you seen this um we know you're you're big on this so today's topic is the asian american pacific islander executive order and um, I'm going to give you the full title of this so you aren't misquoting me. Okay. So it's the, the actual title of this order um, goes back to January. Okay. This, this is not new. And the reason why is is really trending is because this is uh, AAPI, Asian Pacific Islander Observance Month. And um, with the the acts of violence towards uh, Asian Americans, Asian Pacific Islanders within this country, and I'm going to talk about a uh, very unique thing, and how you really need to watch what you're viewing and reading and hearing because it's programming people. All right, so on January 26th, this is one of the first uh, things newly elected President Joe Biden put into order. It it was to combat the hate against Asian Americans, Pacific Islands because of the xenophobia that um, the former president had created by calling, basically blaming uh, Asians for the um, coronavirus. And people grabbed a hold of it and ran with it. The idiots grabbed a hold and ran with it. And you started seeing these acts of violence and discriminatory acts and racism towards people of that ethnicity and demographic. Well, the the problem with it is that the media is showing pretty much only in well in mass only um, melanated people who have committed acts of hatred and violence towards Asian Americans, and this is not. Uh, by chance people remember we we get painted as a certain um uh element within the media and it's not always going to be uh positive so you don't really see too many non-melanated people um in the news committing these acts and they are the majority of those who are committing acts don't be fooled okay do not be fooled whether it was um violence uh verbal harassment or even worse murder because that has happened unfortunately so he passed this and you know people were going okay this is good this should calm down and quell some of the craziness that that dude created but it's a little deeper okay on the heels of black history month you um you have this pass 
So this is leading into what I'm getting at. So there was an anti-lynching bill that was um, fielded back in on June 28, 2018. <laughs> now, remember the names that I'm going to mention that proposed this bill. OK. Kamala Harris, Cory Booker and Tim Scott. Now, this legislation, it passed the Senate unanimously on December 19, 2018. All right. So almost a year later, it made it to the Senate, but it died because it didn't get passed by the House before Congress ended on January 3rd, 2019. Now, why would that happen um, prior to? Well, back in that that time, uh, the Democrats did not hold the majority, you know, on both sides of Congress, meaning the Senate and House of Representatives. For those who don't you know politics like that, simple politics. So the official name for it is the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. OK, so I'm going to take this straight from Congress.gov. OK, on House bills, because I told you, I don't just give you no know, opinion in what I think. OK. So the sponsor of this was. Representative Bobby Rush, Democrat, Illinois. OK, he introduced it on January 3rd, 2019. All right. And this is when they were voting on it in the House. And it was received in the Senate on. uh February 27, 2020. Roll call votes. There was one roll call vote. Okay. So Congress finds the fine. The crime of lynching succeeded slavery is the ultimate expression of racism in the United States following Reconstruction. All right. Two, lynching was widely acknowledged practice in the United States into the middle of the 20th century. It said widely. Okay. Lynching was a crime that occurred throughout the United States with documented incidents in all but four states documented incidents in all but four not saying it didn't happen in those states but what was officially recorded at least 4,742 people predominantly African Americans reported lynching in the United States between 1882 and 1968 reported 99% of all perpetrators of lynching escaped from punishment by the state or local officials 99% just remember that, okay? Lynching prompted African Americans to form the National Association of Advanced for Colored People, referred to in the sections in NAACP, prompted members of Benai Berif to fund the Anti Defamation League. All right, nearly 200 anti lynching bills were introduced in Congress during the first half of the 20th century. Between 1890 and 1952, seven presidents petitioned Congress to end lynching. Presidents, okay? Between 1920 and 1940, the House of Representatives passed three strong anti-lynching measures. Protection against lynching was the minimum and most basic of federal responsibility and the Senate considered but failed to enact anti-lynching legislation despite repeated requests by civil rights groups, presidents, and House of Representatives to do so. The publication without sanctuary, lynching photography in America helped bring greater awareness and proper recognition of the victims of lynching. Only by coming to terms with history can the United States effectively champion rights abroad now i'm going to tell you something all right if you don't know 
I'm a retired soldier. Okay, served 20 years in the army. The uh, the father of the current leader of North Korea, uh, when faced with sanctions from the UN on um, human rights violations, he fired back at then President Bush Jr. and said, "America is guilty." of human rights for the past, you know, three, four centuries. He actually said that. And there are no sanctions on you. I wonder why. All right, th those are my words, I wonder why, okay? Think about that. The UN has never sanctioned the United States for human rights violation. And they clearly don't wanna stop it. Because you had presidents, sitting presidents that said, hey, we need to do something. But the politicians, the congressmen said, Eh, eh, not all of us agree with that. Yeah, it's going to die here. All right. So that leads me to. Wow. Um, remember, remember the names? Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Tim Scott. So Republican Tim Scott said the United States is not a racist country, but racism cannot be ignored. Pardon me. That's that's not what he said. He said the United States is not a racist country. OK, and it was a retort to uh, President Biden's um, address that he made. America is not a racist country. Now, this this guy is African-American black. <sighs> I, I did not know who this guy was until um, I saw a video of um, the former president giving a speech somewhere and he's standing behind him cheesing and everything and um, the former president shakes hands with everybody but leaves him hanging leaves him hanging now some people will say alright that, that was uh, by happenstance he forgot uh, I don't know I mean they, they tend to put um, you know certain Melanated people up front. Uh, remember the diamond and sequence to ladies that, oh my goodness. Uh, you can use some derogatory words for melanated people who engage in that type of stuff. So, Kamala Harris followed up. She doubled down and said, the uh, United States is not a racist country, but racism cannot be ignored. So, Kamala, you would have been Vice President Kamala. You earned it, all right? Vice President um, Harris, you would have been okay if you would have said racism occurs in this country and it cannot be ignored. I would have liked for you to have said that, okay? But you have to remember she had to protect her base. Now, uh, Amanda Seals, let's get back to Amanda Seals. I'm, I'm going to play something. All right. And I want y'all to hear this because um, mm -mm -mm. this goes into something else. So before I get into this, let me explain something to you. A lot of melanated men, uh, pardon me, I was prepping it up, did not support Kamala Harris. All right. Then you had. You know, then Vice President Biden said, you aren't black if you don't vote for me on the Breakfast Club. 
and he knew most of us did not want to see the other guy back in there he knew that he had it in his pocket so you got to understand the african-american vote is not monolithic okay people you need to understand that there are better candidates all right there was some slickeration that occurred with bernie sanders and Zhao. um excuse me yang pardon me um there was some slickeration that occurred there all right so the problem with kamala harris is when she was the um the prosecutor in California, she was maxing out minimums, you know, on um, black offenders, male, black male offenders. Now, it's kind of unique that a lot of uh, melanated women have forgotten that when she ran for Senate, she did not run as an African-American woman. Huh. And she knew this. Okay. But you know hey it's a woman we need this and let's be clear this is a good thing on the plane of equity okay and and uh having prominence and serving in position of power influence for women i'm for that but how you do it will be questioned all right so all my female listeners out there remember i said that all right I have no problems with her gender at all. I have a problem with what she was doing and how she did it. And first thing you say, well, men do it too. Shut up. All right. We're talking about this singular situation. That's what we're talking about here. So when she realized the educated black women might start to question how she got here and why she got because uh, trust me most of you do not study the candidates you don't you basically go off with being blasted in your face on the media because they had the money to do it you don't research the candidates and the other candidates running from other parties because most of you really believe it's a two-party system and it's not you're ignorant and stupid if you believe that they're just the ones with the most money to be in your face in your ears that's it and in your conversation they have the money to do that there are other parties out there i talked about this previously on this podcast so you got caught up in the fervor of oh the first female vice president and guess what she looks like us now i'm going to address uh something has been up debate with uh vice president harris vice president Kamala harris about what's her ethnicity and you know what does she proclaim to be all right and i told you all <clears throat> i told you all i'm i don't give you opinions okay now i have said that she when it's advantageous leans a certain way and this is the point that i'm making with this particular topic so this is via reuters people have said that um you know she claims not to be you know black or uh, south asian some people say east asian south asian which is india pakistan india you know considered south asian so um that part of the the world so mm, the verdict is partly false 
While the headlines are true, the press as well as Kamala Harris herself have continually described her racial identity as black, South Asian, Indian American, African American, and Jamaican American. Now, what they did not put in there is that she will use which side when there's an advantage to it, depending on the demographics you're talking to. Oh, hey, you do what you do to get uh, you know, your coverage and garner those votes. Now, the part I didn't like is the pandering uh, to the black voters. And this this always happens. And too many of you fall for it. So <clears throat> it started back with uh, Bill Clinton rolling out the saxophone Arsenio Hall back in the 90s. Y'all remember that? And because he uh, had some fun in the Oval Office, uh, a lot of people uh let him into the, the barbecue. Y'all got to stop handing out plates and tickets to the barbecue just because somebody from a, another ethnicity or race decides to, um, you know, do things that we do. You know, just, just stop that. I, I can't stand, oh, you come to the cookout, you come to the barbecue. Stop that, man. Just You're supposed to do things that are right. Right, just because they do right by your ethnicity doesn't mean that. Oh yeah, you can come in now. All right, not that people wouldn't let you anyway. Let them in because they did the right thing, you know. So, yeah, she she showed up. The whole video they had of her getting off the plane on the red carpet with uh, those curled up Tims and the skinny jeans. Then you had the um, the reporter that wrote that she single-handedly brought back the popularity of Timberland. Which shows that he was out of touch. Timberland didn't go anywhere. You know, I've been rocking Tim's since the 90s. And I got three pairs of butters in the closet right now. Where are you? All right. So the, the pandering to the black vote. Then you had uh, Hillary talking about she keeps hot sauce in her pocketbook quoting the Beyonce lyric. And a lot of women ate that up. Oh, man. Mm -mm -mm. So then you had Kamala getting on uh, urban radio shows and, you know, bopping around to Atomic Dog. Now, we know her um, Divine Nine affiliation, which is uh, historically black colleges. No, pardon me. It's um, the historical black uh, fraternities and sororities. She's an AKA. So, of course, you had. You know the strutting to the polls and all this stuff it doesn't take much for a lot of you it doesn't take much so back to amanda seals amanda seals basically was chastising uh black voters for questioning um Kamala Harris, especially black men uh about hmm, you know, i don't know about voting I don't, <laughs> this does not sit well with me as it should you should question the people who are going to represent you and lead you you should you should you should do a deeper dive out if i ran for something like that the expectation that people would look into me is there I, I get it all right it's it's actually more entertaining and fun to tear somebody down than look up something like oh good that's amazing that you know he or she did that so of course they're going to look into your past that's just the way it is all right we live in the information age and they've been slinging mud since the the days of uh politics so you know just chalk it up as it's exactly that okay don't worry so now it appears that amanda seals has voters remorse all right 
So let's hear what Ms. Seals had to say. I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and its and its existence today. Okay, so everybody on some bullshit. Cool, 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 cool. That was dumb and embarrassing. And she embarrassed everybody who has supported her. Yeah. Voters remorse, Amanda Seals. So you knew what was going on prior to. You just did not think that would happen. So that in the beginning, who you heard was Vice President Kamala Harris doubling down on um, Rep. Tim Scott saying America isn't a uh, racist country. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see the thing is is that if you hear the entire thing that she said she was trying to appease both sides of the fence and it failed horribly and i told y'all that in the beginning of the podcast episode so now amanda seals is upset this isn't the only um video she's made by the way about this she made a, a very um entertaining other video about that and then you know she got into the aapi uh situation as well you know which which shows you the intent of the the politics here the politicians like they, they have uh there's nothing to gain from you know seeking the equality and civil rights of people of black people that's just the way it is if you can uh, remember people executive order doesn't require approval from anyone all right it is an order that goes in place for the length of the sitting president's tenure. If he or she comes in and decides like this is a great idea, this will help, you know, or this needs to be fixed or we're going to get rid of that is only for that four years, three years, two years, whatever they have left on their tenure. If they get reelected, it goes. The next president comes in and goes, no, nah, I don't like that. They can repeal it. That was pretty much um, the previous president's whole uh, thing was repealing anything that President Barack Obama did. So let's go a little deeper. While President Barack Obama, who's wildly loved and accepted and uh, celebrated, he didn't have any civil rights executive orders in the course of eight years. Hmm. Well, that's been my time, people. I'll leave it at that. Remember, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast via the Anchor app. You know, Google it, Spotify, all those good things. It, you could find the podcast on several different platforms. Okay, I've already named them off. And remember, you can donate to the platform as well via the Anchor app. All donations will be accepted because it helps to bring out the quality of the podcast with the infrastructure and all that good stuff. Also, sharing is caring. You ever check out that merch on the Solution for Kick supply room? Got masks, mugs, hoodies, t-shirts, tank tops, all that good stuff for you good fine folks. And guess what? All this could have been prevented if you simply be a good human. And I'm out.
the solution.